consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Get caught up on the cruise news, our videos, all the good stuff at cruiseradio.net. On this show, we'll talk to Paul Motter, editor-in-chief of cruisemates.com. Paul's going to fill us in on one of his latest articles, Cruise Secrets Revealed, a guide to the basics of cruising with something for everyone to learn. We'll also check in with Scott down in South Florida. He's with Kevin Sheehan, CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines, about the upcoming Norwegian breakaway. Also, listener Marcy Busey will give us her review of Holland America's MS Dam. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. How was your three-day Memorial Day weekend? It was uh, fantastic, and uh, always uh, thank you very much to our military men and women for everything you're doing to protect our freedoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we didn't mention this last week, but the solution to raise Costa Concordia was recently released and explained. Stuart, tell us, how exactly did they plan to do it? For almost the cost of a new ship, which is a little over $300 million, they are going to attempt to refloat the ship in one piece. They're going to build some platforms to prevent uh, the ship from uh, rolling, and uh, they're going to tilt it back onto its port side. And essentially, you know, after it it could take up to a year, but uh, the the idea would then be to uh, get the ship, um, float it, and then uh, have it towed. Uh, Livorno would like to have uh, a piece of it, and uh, they'd like to uh, tear it apart and scrap it, which is not too far from where the ship is. But, uh, you know, it's a process that could uh, certainly take us well into 2013 and uh, cost uh, a little over $300 million to uh, complete. We mentioned this last week, Stuart, about the elderly couple who was kicked off the Seabourn Sojourn for not attending the lifeboat drill. But now it looks like Seabourn is giving them a refund. What do you have? That's kind of what we've heard. I haven't really, I haven't been able to confirm that. But you know, keep in mind that the rules, <laughs> which means you know, to that require you to go to the lifeboat drills, are just that. They're rules. They're not laws. And the cruise lines collectively have come up with their own rules that state that uh, you know, all passengers have to um, attend the lifeboat drills. And deep within the passenger contract, it states that, the master of, uh, that you have to adhere to the commands of the master of the ship. Hmm. In this case, they didn't because the wife was back in her cabin. But the reality was that essentially they were on a back-to-back-to-back. So they were in the process of three. Uh, they were beginning the second leg of their three-part cruise. And they technically had already performed a lifeboat drill by both attending uh, when they first boarded the ship. So theoretically, they've already adhered to the, the rules of, uh, you know, that uh, all the organizations that have, have come up with uh, after the, or have adopted after the Costa Concordia accident. So it's, it's interesting, you know, there was no uh, discussion of them being belligerent or disrespectful. It just, they, they just got the boot because she uh, was unable because of, of, you know, she was ill to attend the lifeboat, the second lifeboat drill. So uh, I think that they were having some second thoughts because this, these are new requirements. And, you know, maybe as a gesture of goodwill, that's why they're, they, they, may, they may offer the refund. Strikes in Oslo, Norway are causing some port disruption. What's the latest over there? And uh, what do the ships do if they can't make it into a port? Of call. Well, the um, pilots, you know, the, the guys that the cruise ships uh, pick up before they enter the, the harbors uh, in Oslo specifically were on strike. 
And uh, so essentially, last weekend, three cruise ships were turned around and forced to um, essentially go to another port, um, essentially about, it was about 70 miles away, but uh, they were able to continue to have their excursions into Oslo, but uh, they had to make alternative arrangements to get them from the alternate port back to Oslo because the ships were unable to dock. On a motor coach, too. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. Royal Caribbean announced last week they're sending the Mariner of the Seas to China to join a Voyager of the Seas in 2013. Is the Chinese market seeing like this sudden growth spurt for cruising? Well, it's Doug, there, there is a, quite a, an increase in demand. Costa, you know, which was the first cruise line out there, is, is doubling their efforts after scaling back, uh, you know, half, half their, uh, their, their available berths out there. And Royal Caribbean's wanting to really make a, a big impact out there by, you know, showing off these, these two monstrous ships, uh, in, you know, in the, in the region. And, you know, the demand is evidently there because they're not going to commit two 138,000-ton ships um, you know, with uh, 7,200 berths, you know, between the two, um, you know, if there, or, you know, 6,200 berths, if there wasn't the demand for it. When it's over there, is English going to be the primary language on board? Good question. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Oh, there you go. Disney Magic is officially in New York City, and Disney Wonder made its way to Seattle this week. Um, how does Disney Cruise Lines do in both of those markets? Well, they're, they're both uh, you know, new markets. Disney was in the region last year with Disney Wonder when it was in Vancouver and had an absolutely spectacular summer last year. And they're expecting to have the same uh, this year with Disney Wonder uh, you know, having her first calls uh, out of Seattle. And the sailings out of New York are just, are just off the chart. It's uh, it's just amazing when you bring in a floating Disney resort into these communities because you know all of a sudden they've got you know Disney right there in their backyard and it's it's being very 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 well received. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This comes from listener Mark in Fort Worth, Texas. Last week you mentioned about cruise ships interporting in Europe. We're looking at sailing a seven night cruise on Royal Caribbean's Brilliance of the Seas this winter. That's also interporting. Would you recommend embarking in San Juan, Puerto Rico, or Guadalupe? Well, Mark, that's a great question, and it's, it's actually it's a very easy answer for you know people that are coming from maybe South and Central America, where they might have uh, nonstop flights into Guadalupe. That would make sense, but for U.S.-based passengers, uh, flying into San Juan is significantly going to be one, it's going to be less expensive, and two, you're not going to have to clear customs in and out of the airport. Um, because, you know, as you know, San Juan is a U.S. territory and is a heck of a lot more uh, convenient because we don't have to uh, deal with uh, immigration when we're uh, in, in San Juan. So, it, you know, Guadalupe is not going to be an option for U.S. space passengers. Stick with San Juan. All right, Stuart. God bless you for all you do. All right. We love you so much. Oh, isn't that sweet, Dougie? This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. 
it's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or best? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now, TripInsurance.com. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising to or from Boston this upcoming Canada-New England season, seek out the Elephant Walk for an unforgettable dining experience. This Boston-based restaurant is known for its unparalleled pioneering in French-Cambodian fusion, mixing traditional and exotic flavors. Fresh seafood, rich curries, and zesty braised meats are just a few of the highlights off the extensive menu, which also features vegetarian and gluten-free options, as well as a prefixed menu that includes a three- or four-course meal of the restaurant's choice dishes. The head chef also offers cooking classes, which you can try your hand at making French-Cambodian flavor. Find out more at elephantwalk.com. All right, let's toss it down to Scott right now. He's with Kevin Sheehan, CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines. We just came out of the press conference with exciting news about the NCL uh, Norwegian Cruise Line breakaway, and here we are with Kevin Sheehan, CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Well, the breakaway. Tell me a little bit about it. April 2013, New York. And there's going to be a bunch more, in addition to the announcements that we've made to date and the big uh, water park announcements and all of the other fun stuff that's going to be on the ship, we have a a string of really, really, really exciting uh, things that are going to be announced over the coming months. So this ship is going to be the New York ship, in my opinion. And uh, if you're a New Yorker, with the stuff that we're doing, you're going to say, oh, New York, Norwegian Cruise Line, i got to be on breakaway. Now, the one thing I noticed regarding the kids' area is no extra charge, and there's a lot of fun stuff to do, not only for kids, but for adults, too. Well, I'll be down in the kids' area playing uh, Pinochle. And, no, there's, a, there's actually a, a, a circus uh, activities, and there's a bunch of new things that we're doing, in addition to all of the fun activities with Nickelodeon. And uh, if, you've, if you saw the, uh, the themed pool area and all of the activities throughout the day with Nickelodeon, it's just going to be a fantastic experience. You really are going for the kids with Nickelodeon. You think that attracting kids is going to get more passengers on board? Uh, I, I think what, 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 what I believe is that uh, families are, are a very important part of our, our proposition. And you know, we have all these great activities. The, first of all, the, the freedom and flexibility that comes with freestyle enables families to, to not have to have that structured situation and then on top of that they can they can go and do all the different activities uh, and on, and then in addition to that the, the dining options where you have a churrascaria and you've got teppanyaki 
I look at those as, as activities as well because the, the parents are going to take the kids there because it's a fun experience and they're all doing stuff and blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's the kind of things, I think, that really complete that experience for the families. This is Cruise Radio. Before we get to our next guest, we want to remind you about TripInsurance.com's $5,000 Conquer the World sweepstakes, giving you the chance at five grand. You can enter at TripInsurance.com or CruiseRadio.net until June 25th. Editor-in-chief of CruiseMates.com, Paul Motter, is back with us. Hello, Paul. Hi, how are you? Recently, you wrote an online travel pamphlet, Cruise Secrets Revealed. First of all, why did you write this? I really wrote it because I wanted a complete piece for every cruiser, from novice cruisers to experienced cruisers, to have a guide that would show them how to get the best deal on a cruise and how to get the most out of their cruise once they're on board the ship. Well, let's start with the first chapter here, selecting a cruise port. That chapter deals with the fact that you can save a lot of money just by selecting a particular cruise port over another port. Now, it depends on what you're trying to do, whether you want a, a more exciting ship or whether you want a value vacation. But, for example, people on the West Coast can save a lot of money by sailing out of Galveston instead of flying all the way to Florida, for example. If you have to fly to Florida, you generally lose three hours just from the time changes, which makes it too late to catch your ship, so you have to book a hotel to stay overnight before the cruise. If you sail out of Galveston, you can get there on the same day, and you pretty much hit most of the same ports that you would hit on a typical Western Caribbean cruise sailing out of Florida anyway. The next one, related getting there costs. Getting there costs can include things like, am I close to a drive-to cruise port? Once again, it's like airfare and whether you need to use hotels or things like that. But in that chapter, I, I cover the cost of calculating exactly what it would cost you to drive versus fly to a cruise, especially if you have, say, a family of four people. Okay, chapter three, you have picking your first cruise ship. This is the most complicated chapter because it really has to describe the differences between the whole variety of cruise ships that are available to people. And you know the gamut from, you know, bargain mainstream cruise lines to the most luxurious, expensive cruise lines out there. Um, there's, there's a style for everybody but not everybody is going to like the same ship. So it's really important to know what kind of ship you want. I just help people pick their first ship. It still amazes me that to this day, some people will will take their first cruise, and if they have a bad experience, they'll, they'll say, yeah, we took a cruise once, and we didn't really like it. So, And I'm like, well, you know there's a lot of other ships out there and a lot of other destinations, right? Yeah, that, and that's really funny that you would say that because you do hear that all the time. Yeah, it's still to this day. They, they, they weren't aware that, uh, that you know they thought one cruise is all alike. But uh... but the funny thing is, in the long run, at the end of the article, I, I ended up just saying, because I had to, in the end, the best way to find out what the best ship for you is is to just take a cruise. Chapter 4 uh, hits on a timing your cruise purchase to save money. There are a lot of different tricks such as deciding what time of year you want to cruise. There are shoulder seasons, such as May or September in Alaska. Um, summer season is more expensive always because it's family vacation season. The period uh, September through December is usually the, 
least expensive time to take a cruise in the Caribbean because people are preoccupied with other things in their lives, like the holidays and, and what have you. There's also a trick where you book a cruise 90 days before the sale date because that's when deposits become due for people who have already booked the cruise. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't make those deposits. And if a lot of them don't, the price on the cruise just might drop because suddenly that ship has a lot of availability. Chapter 5, you have discounts and other credits. Elaborate on that. Discounts and other credits is just a a way to tell you about special things that you can get on board, such as onboard credits for being a a shareholder in the company, for example, or just looking for discounts when you buy the cruise, such as two-for-one airfare or half price for kids. Um, anything that you can find. The next chapter, cruise ship stateroom selection. There are a lot of different reasons to pick different staterooms. One of them is how well you tolerate being on the sea. For example, some some staterooms have a smoother ride than other staterooms. Um, we all know about that. Ships at the front forward end of the ship tend to rock more and things like that. Um, another trick is the fact that some cruise lines charge you more for exactly the same stateroom, but just because it's on a higher deck. A balcony cabin on deck seven might be $150 less per person than the same cabin on deck 10. Well, it's not really worth it to be on deck 10 if you're paying that big a difference. Chapter seven, saving money during the cruise. Saving money during the cruise has to do with finding out exactly what things on board a cruise are worth taking. For example, a a massage on a cruise tends to cost about $120 to $150. You can get the same massage on land usually for about $60. So do you really want to wait for your cruise to get that massage? Probably not. Yeah, like uh, a couple of weeks ago I was in Cozumel, Mexico. On this ship was like $130 for an hour. For an hour in Cozumel was $20. Yeah, of course. Chapter 8. Shore excursions and tours. The big secret here, of course, is that you can create your own shore excursions. You don't have to go with the ones supplied by the cruise line. Um, You can book independent tour providers over the Internet before you go on your cruise. And these people are professionals, and they do specialize in servicing cruise passengers. So they do know what they're doing. Um, a, A new one is... Viator is a company that specializes in tours, and they've now optimized their tours for cruisers. This next one, Paul, has been in the news a couple times over the past few months. Seasickness and most notably health at sea with norovirus and all. Seasickness and health at sea is a chapter about how to avoid getting some of the famous cruise ship viruses that we've all heard about, such as norovirus. And it's really simple things. Those kinds of diseases happen any place where a lot of people gather together. And the way to avoid them, there are a lot of misconceptions have come about. Um, but the truth is you need to really know how to avoid those viruses. And the way to do that is to wash your hands with soap for quite a while and to dry them thoroughly with a clean towel that you throw away. Don't rely on alcohol sanitizers, and try to avoid touching surfaces that other people touch on a regular basis. And the last one here, Chapter 10, why use a cruise travel agent? The reason to use a cruise travel agent is because the cruise line pays the travel agent's commission, not you. But that agent is actually working for you and not the cruise line. You are his customer. You contacted him, 
And so he's going to get you the same price as if you book directly with the cruise line. But what you have in a travel agent is someone who becomes your advocate, who is a person who has much greater touch and experience with that cruise line. So if there's a problem, they're much more able to solve a problem for you than you would be on your own. Very good. If you want to read the entire travel pamphlet online in full, go to cruisemates.com. Paul Motter, thank you again. As always, we, appreci- we really appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure. And that was good advice. Good advice. Good advice costs nothing and it's worth the price. I sincerely doubt that the world could do without my good advice. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We have with us listener Marcy Busey. Marcy, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, where are you from? Where are you living right now? I live in Sunland, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. I'm 21 miles from downtown L.A. You travel quite a distance to take this cruise aboard Holland America's Veen Dam. It was a seven-night uh, Bermuda cruise out of New mm-hmm. York, yes? Out of New York, yes. We flew uh, from Burbank uh, nonstop to JFK via JetBlue, which was uh, kind of nice because Burbank is only 10 minutes from where we live. Right. So it made it a lot easier. Very good. Was this your first time sailing Holland America? Yes. We have cruised Carnival, which is our major line that we've done, and we've done Norwegian once and Royal Caribbean once. But Holland America is a part of the Carnival Corp. So we got to use, uh, since we've cruised Carnival before, our past guest stuff worked on Holland America. How was embarkation? Embarkation was wonderful. They um, picked us up at the hotel, which we had gone to uh, two days prior. Um, We did all the transfers through Holland America. They picked us up in a tour bus because there were about 20 people that did the pre-hotel. And the hotel was about 10 minutes from the port. They dropped us off. We were on the ship within about a half hour. What were your first impressions of the ship? The ship was very nice, very, very upscale, very... um, we were probably one of the youngest people on the ship. There were a few kids, but, but not that many, not compared to the other lines we had taken. So everything was a little more, little more upscale than what we had done before, which was pretty nice. You know, you're obviously you're on the ship and you're waiting to get into your staterooms. Uh, you're hanging out in the public. We didn't, we didn't have to wait. So you went right to it. Yes. Well, well tell us about the staterooms then. We had booked a spa uh, veranda stateroom, nice, and which uh, was on one of the upper floors, and it was pretty spacious. And it also had a bathtub, which was pretty pretty nice. I enjoy a bubble bath every now and then. And nice. the king size bed and the balcony with two huge chairs. It was very very nice. It was a good size room. It had a a Bose iPod docking station in the room for nice. our iPhones. Sweet. So we could listen to our own music with no problem. And everything was just wonderful. Being a past guest of Carnival, they had um, given us hors d'oeuvres when we arrived. We had chocolate-covered strawberries when we arrived, which was nice. Holland America is really known for their food because it's really good. What did you think of their food overall in the dining venues? And did you dine in the Pinnacle Grill at all? Yes, we did do the Pinnacle Grill. We had did a, a sweet amenities indulgence package which included a night at the Pinnacle Grill 
And being, you know, living in L.A., you know, there's a lot of great steakhouses here. So oh, yeah. I'm pretty skeptical when I go to a steakhouse. But to tell you the truth, I had the 10-ounce filet mignon, and it was one of the best filet mignons I have ever had. Nice. Yeah. The service was impeccable. And the dining room was just just as lovely. The only issues we had was were the Lido deck. We weren't hundred. We weren't world filled with the buffet. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Did you see the value in paying a surcharge in the Pinnacle Grill? Yeah, I did. It was top notch. And Holland America is known for kind of being like an older demographic. You mentioned earlier mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of kids on board. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? What would you say the demographic was on the Veen Dam? I would say probably late fifties, early sixties. Of course, there were the olders, and there were some in. in in our range, where I'm mid-40s and my husband is just 50, mm-hmm. so there were a few couples that were in our age range as oh, well. You're saying on average probably late 40s, though. Yeah. Tell us all about Bermuda. Bermuda was lovely. Uh, we docked on uh, Tuesday morning, and we did our first tour at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, which was, was a complete tour of the island. And the way they dock, they dock right in Hamilton, which is right on First Front Street, which is their main drag. And they had a street fair the second night we were there. And it's just the people are just lovely. The only thing that scared me a little bit is they drive on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> the big question is, will you sail Holland America again? Yes, we're already looking to go to Alaska next May. Excellent. Listener Marcy Busey out of California. Thank you so much for telling us all about your recent Holland America Veendam cruise. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have a cruise radio app. You know it, you love it, you want it with you all the time on your smartphone. Just go to your smartphone app store and search Cruise Radio Live. Also, if you want to get caught up with all the cruise happenings, sign up for our cruise news updates right there at cruiseradio.net. It's on the upper right-hand side of the box. Also, we have a series of articles uh, in the next coming weeks about the Carnival Breeze. So uh, check that out. It's Carnival's brand-new ship right at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.